0: Welcome back, everyone, to episode two of This is America. Thank you for tuning in. Today, we have Ruth, the child of immigrants from Ghana, West Africa.
1: Woo Shout out to all my Ghanaians out there, represent. Thank you for having me and be willing to interview me as well, and my experiences as well as my parents' experiences.
0: Yeah, of course. Thank you so much, Ruth, for being willing to be interviewed by me. It's really a privilege and an honor to be able to talk to you about this. So let's go ahead and get started. My first question to you, Ruth, is what were your parents' lives like in Ghana, West Africa, before they came over to America?
1: So it's actually pretty interesting. They lived two different lives. They did not know each other. So my mom, she was pretty much hustling, just trying to make a way and a living for her family. So at one point, she was like a tutor, a teacher, she would sell food, clothing, just pretty much hustling. And then my dad, he actually came from not a wealthier family, but more comfortable than my mom. So he just pretty much took care of his siblings. And his parents, provided help financially for him to come to America. And then my mom pretty much worked her way to America. And that's where they met. They met in New Jersey. And that's where everything started for us in America.
0: So why New Jersey, like, of all the states of all the places in the whole world? Why choose New Jersey, America? So
1: it's really interesting. A lot of Africans, when they come to America, we populate to the Northeast. So the New York, the New Jersey, Connecticut, like all the Northeast area. And I'm not really sure why. Maybe it's because we already know people there and have friends there. So we just come, we live with them, we see their lifestyle, and we try to emulate how they're living to basically help us settle in America.
0: So when did they decide to move? Like what prompted your parents to end up taking that big leap from Ghana, West Africa and come to America?
1: Pretty much what any immigrant says, a better life. They knew that America, the American dream, you hear about it when you're international and you hear about all the opportunities America has to offer. My mom growing up, None of her family members ever lived in America, but she was always like, I'm going to come to America, I'm going to have kids in America, and we're going to have the American dream. That was her dream, and she made it happen. And for my father, he just had an opportunity to come to America and better his life as well with just earning more money, sending the money back home, and supporting our family back home in Ghana. So that's what most of immigrants do. They come to America for the American dream, get money and send money back home for support, support for people in villages, our family, school back home, just to take care of other people, not just people here or our immediate family here in America.
0: That's really interesting. Obviously, America has problems. Every country in the world has its own unique problems were they apprehensive when they heard the problems that America had, especially with race and people that are historically discriminated against, minorities, people of color? Was there any hesitancy that they had that or worry that they had that they would come to America and have to face this?
1: So I actually talked to my parents about this. They came to America about 30 years ago. And they said America 30 years ago was so different. It was pretty much like everyone was grinding. There, It felt like peace, but racism was kind of, it wasn't so out there as how it is now back in like the 90s or 80s for some reason. Like racism did exist back then, but people were not so prevalent to show their racism. So they were just living their life, being 20 year olds, um, thriving in a new state, in a new country. And they really did not, know America had this much racism until recently and all the things coming out but when they were in Ghana America just seemed like heaven for them and that's where they wanted to be
0: yeah because there's Will Smith I know has been quoted on saying racism existed it's always existed it's always been prevalent it's only now that you're seeing it yeah obviously I don't want to like have tokenism and ask you know have you represent your entire uh community but do you think that it's better or maybe your parents think that it's better to have it out in the open now and have to see all this darkness and all these issues to potentially resolve them and help fix them or is ignorance really bliss and is it better to just kind of live in the dark and not know that like these terrible things are happening in A country that claims to be so welcoming of different cultures.
1: So, I don't want to speak for my parents, but for me, um, being born in America, I think we should, racism should be basically displayed like, and how to not be racist. It should be out there because if it's not, it will continue to be ignored and bad things will happen in the dark and it will come to light as how it is being brought to light right now. So, if we don't fix it immediately, in 2021, I don't, I'm afraid to see what's going to happen in our kids' generation or like 20 years from now. So I'm happy it's out there. We need to fix the situation to have a better life in the future for everyone.
0: Yeah, of course. Of course. Definitely agree with that. That kind of segues into what was life like for your parents when they arrived? Was it a big culture shock and a big revelation on comparing the dream that they had of America and then coming to America and seeing the reality what was life like when they arrived what were the biggest challenges that they faced with the new transition (laughs) this is
1: really funny because my mom thought like when she came to America it was going to be like all gold clean like perfect right in New Jersey it's kind of like urban you know to put it into a better term and when she like stepped off the plane in her car she was kind of shocked that like she saw dirt and like trash out and she was like well this is not what I was expecting but my family my mom and dad they just roll with it um they lived in a bigger city so they had to face like crime a little bit or like my dad he had a car they took things out of his car and they kind of lived in like the hood a little bit. So it was a shock that they had to like go through experiencing like crime, cause crime was prevalent. Crime existed in Ghana, but not like how it was in New Jersey. So that was a main shock for them. And also how much they had to work in America just to provide for their family. I think when they came, they thought, oh, I'm just gonna work, stack my money, gather my money and take it back home. But America is expensive, and they had to realize that really quick. So when they came, they had the American dream in mind. America was perfect, but they definitely realized early on that it takes a lot of work to be an American, and they're still working towards it.
0: You mentioned that your parents had this idea that they would come to America, earn a little bit of money, and send the extra money they had over back home. There's been this argument that I've heard uh, that people come to America and they just steal our jobs and, that you know, they send it back home and it's not even helping American citizens. We need to help Mm -hmm. American citizens here. And that's a major argument for immigration restrictions. What would you say to those people who are in support of this because of the job distribution in and out of the United States and the money transference there?
1: one thing that i can say is immigrants are one of the most hardest working people in this country by far like if you give them a little project they're gonna make it 10 times better and they're gonna help out your company they're gonna help out your well-being like immigrants really really are truly hard workers and america was built um on the back of immigrants academically you see a lot of immigrant children just having straight A's, scholarships, grinding, trying to get good jobs. And usually immigrant children, they stay in America. So you see the benefits that you've provided for us, you know? Um, Even with Barack Obama, like he had immigrant family or like, (laughs) like he, his grandma was from Kenya, we're pretty sure. But like, he became... the President of the United States. So it's not just like you're wasting all of these resources on immigrants and you're never seeing it. You're seeing it in the economy. You're seeing it in politics. You're seeing it everywhere. So just appreciate the immigrants that are in America. We're hard workers.
0: You told me that you were born in America. Would you ever consider going to Ghana and meeting family and even potentially staying there?
1: So one thing I'm very appreciative for um, of my parents, they sent me and my siblings back home in Ghana to live there. So I lived in Ghana for four years and my siblings lived there longer than me. But it was cool to basically experience the culture, the food, the clothing, the language. And when I was 14, we went back home to Ghana and we typically go back home often if we have the money to plane tickets. They're not cheap. They're over $1,000. So you don't see us flying back and forth. But going to Ghana is really incredible. I love talking to my family and our native language. And it feels like home. It feels like I belong there. And even though I do belong in America too, it's just I can be 100% myself in Ghana without being ashamed of my culture or my background.
0: really awesome i that does make uh cause me to also question i've heard from other friends that i've had that have had a background of maybe their parents or them themselves have been born in a different country and when they go to a country that part of their identity is from they often say that they feel like they stick out they feel like they're almost an island an island within an ocean they're surrounded by something that they're so similar to but they themselves are in uh, their own unique identity. Mm-hmm. Do you ever experience that? And if not, why do you think that you're able to just totally fit into the, a culture that you weren't necessarily born 100% into?
1: I feel like I fit in because my parents raised me as African an African child, but in America. After school, when we ate dinner, we ate African food. They were speaking tree. That's our native language in Ghana. They were speaking tree to me. So, It was just like, I was being raised as an African kid in Kentucky, which is awesome. So when I went back home to Ghana, my family, they were eating fufu. I'm like, I'm gonna eat some too. And they were just like, oh, what? Like you eat this? And I'm like, yeah, like I'm 100% like you all. I speak the same language. I can dress like you all, cook. I think my parents did a really, really good job of still making us feel like African children in a whole new country for us
0: that dish that you mentioned what is what is that what what's in it like how do you make it so fufu has become actually pretty
1: popular in America but it's like a round ball of like flour that's squishy so then you take you rip like each piece of fufu from the big ball and you dip it in soup and the soup can have different ingredients in it. You can have white soup, that's just like tomato soup and meat. You can have soup with vegetables. You can have soup with pepper. There's just like a bunch of ingredients in it. And this is one thing that kind of separates like the African-American from the normal Africans is the way we make fufu. America, everything, you can warm it in the microwave. So we make fufu from a box. Like it's pretty much like a pancake box. And we make it in the microwave. But when we go back home, they're like getting the fresh, I don't even know what fufu is made out of, like the fresh vegetable, pounding it, rolling it into a ball. So, and I'm not even gonna lie, I think American fufu is better than Ghana fufu, but we're not gonna talk about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's, I love that. That's so, like, so American. Put it in the <laughs> microwave, just nuke it. Don't even yeah, from scratch, it's literally so like
1: pancakes. Like it's crazy.
0: <laughs> I love that. I love that. So, what is your favorite part about your African identity? Because obviously, there are, there are different identities within the African culture. There's the Black identity, the African identity, African American. Where do you identify, and why?
1: Ooh, that's a good question because I'm i like to consider myself an African-American, but I hate saying that to African people because I feel like a sellout if I say I'm an African-American. But if you really think about it, like I was raised in America, I was raised with American culture, but I'm African. So I consider myself, um, consider myself an African-American And also, I'm not ashamed to be an American. The opportunities here are endless. Education, although people like to clown our education system, we're very blessed. We had the opportunity to go to a public school throughout, from like kindergarten to high school. High school, I worked really hard, got a scholarship, went to college, got a good degree in college, I can stay, and I got a job. So I'm very, very grateful for. American education system. That's why I have to claim America for all the opportunities they provided for me and my family. But also, I'm really, really happy that I'm African as well. So I consider myself an African American. And I know it might get some backlash if anybody ever hears this, but I'm okay with it.
0: (laughs) I love that. I love the confidence that you have in your own identity. That's really beautiful.
2: Baby, fresh on the beat and it's killing them all of us. It's killing them all of us. Make we scatter this place tonight Dance I sweat till lights in a fight We must settle this thing tonight yeah. Come, let's just catch your feelings for night yeah. And if you tell me something because of you, way, I get to do wrong All over, all this feeling got me falling get to something this one me for body, yo All over. I make you make me spend this money, yo All not because of you, way I get to go it wrong
0: So you mentioned kind of what it feels like to be an American born African parents, but I kind of want to go deeper into that. What are some struggles that you faced with having parents that aren't, they spent a large majority of their life in Africa. So what are major challenges that you have balancing being from born in America, but having African parents, and that can be either in your family dynamic, or even on outside forces impacting your family?
1: That's a really good question. I think if you asked most immigrant kids who were born and raised in America, you have to be quote unquote great. You don't have time to slip up. Once you hit elementary school, you automatically know you have to go good grades. You got to get a scholarship, go to college, get a good career there's like you don't even talk about it at home It's just an unspoken rule so it was even though my parents didn't pressure my family and i again it was an unspoken rule so i was grinding so hard in middle school for what i'm a kid but like i would spend so much hours studying researching in high school, the same thing, studying, researching. I didn't get to have the normal high school experience. I did not get to go to a lot of like football games, basketball games, because again, I was studying. And sometimes as an immigrant kid, it's scary, you know, like you kind of feel like my parents worked this hard to come to America and they provided me with this opportunity. I have to do better than what they did. I have to get a great job to provide, not even provide, but to just show them like, I respect what you did and look at where we are now. But as a 24 year old now, and even when I was younger, I don't think kids should experience that much pressure on them at an early age. I felt that I had to be perfect And I remember when I was a RA, and I was like 21, 20 years old, I had so much on my plate. I was an RA, I was an engineering student, I was working, and my supervisor, my RD, just asked me how I was doing or how I felt, and I just broke down crying for like 10 minutes. And I'm like, I feel so much pressure. Like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I don't wanna do this. Like, I just cried in his office. And then after that moment, I realized like, dang, I have like unspoken problems that I need to work on. And we need to work on it as a whole, as like immigrant kids and immigrants in America. Stop putting pressure on your kids to save the entire country, from where you are, stop putting pressure on your kids to make things happen for your family. It's a lot like, and I know I'm not the only immigrant that feels this, but we have to carry a lot of burden on us just to show them that we became what they had or like the dream they had before they came to America. So I think that's really, really the hardest thing about being an African-American or being an immigrant kid in America is the pressure you have.
0: I can definitely see that. I've definitely heard from friends that I've had or people that I've met or talked to that as a child of an immigrant, there's a lot of pressure to succeed. There's a lot of pressure to do well. And it's not even always from the parents or from whoever in their family was an immigrant. It's also just that respect that you have for someone coming from something, taking that big, I mean, it's got to be a big leap to come from whatever country to a new country. And so there's this level of respect and wanting to honor that big decision that they've had. And so is it correct that you're saying to, to fellow kids of immigrants, take a deep breath. It's okay. Everyone's got their own burdens. Just you know, just try your best. It's okay. Is that what you're pretty much telling them?
1: Definitely. I like what you say. Just try your best. And if your best is not like an Ivy League school, an engineering degree, a law degree, you're not a failure. Because I don't know if you've heard of this, but in the African community, it's like, if you're not a lawyer, a doctor, or an engineer, you're considered a failure. And when you hear this as a kid, you automatically just be, like, you're just scared. Because what if you like art? What if you like dance? You don't have the room to do that. But I would just say, follow your heart, do your best, and everything will fall into place. And I must, like, one thing I do respect about my parents, though, they never told me and my siblings ever what to be. But because this was so ingrained in our culture, I became an engineer and my sister she's in medical school and my brother, he's in IT, he's in tech. So it's like, although our parents did not tell us this, we still ended up in that category. And I just wanted to let other immigrant kids know, do what you want to do, try your best, but don't compare your life to other people. Don't keep the burden of your entire country on you, your entire family problems on you. Again, just do your
0: best. So if anything, audience, you guys out there, if you take away anything from this, take away that it's okay. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to chase your dreams. Just try your best and how you feel and your voice is what matters most. And Ruth, again, thank you so much for being willing to talk with me today. Thank you
1: again for having me. This is awesome. I'm excited to see the end product.
0: And this has been Welcome to America.